It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I uh, hope you had a great weekend. Welcome in. Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. I hope you had a great Mother's Day weekend. I spent yesterday in Lexington with my wife and her mom. My mother went to the hereafter in 1991. So, uh... Got to spend time with my mother-in-law. We ate at a place called Ramsey's in Lexington. It was fantastic. Fantastic. Good Mother's Day. I got points for driving her to Lexington. I'm all about getting points. Her her birthday was last Sunday. I got points. I went to outlet malls with her last Sunday. Yeah. Yikes. Was it fun? I'm going to say yes. In case she's listening. It is Monday, May 15th. Welcome into the show. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open. 502-384-1450, 384-1450. 502-384-1450, 384-1450. Gary Clark waiting to take your phone calls on the other side of the glass. Hello. Hey, Gary. How are you? Did you have a good weekend? I had a good weekend, and I was able to wish my mom a happy birthday. Oh, not happy birthday, happy Mother's Day. Oh. Her birthday's in September. She is 91 oh. years old. Whew, and a number she, I'll never see, but go ahead. <laughs> and, and she, of course, she never smoked or drank when she was growing up, so that helps. But she still works at uh, a Walmart in LaGrange. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, she works back in the – she takes care of the fitting rooms. Which... I thought maybe she was stocked merchandise. <laughs> no? No, she gave that up last year. <laughs> <laughs> she had to slow down at 91 a little bit. Ah. But she has, she's the type of person that told me, never retire and you'll live longer. you got to have something to do. got to have a reason to get up every morning. So I shouldn't have retired from the post office four years ago? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> Three and a half years ago? Do you miss it? Uh, not even a little. Yeah. Not even a little. But I do this. So. I think she likes the people better and she likes the job. This is not work, but I, I call it work when I have to. <laughs> when I need it for an excuse. Oh, I got to work. I can't play golf. I got to work today. Did you have a, a, a mail route where you had to walk? Uh, no, no, no. I worked inside. Oh, no, no. Okay. I got it to the mail carrier. I got the mail overnight to the mail carrier. Ah. You know. Somebody's got to be the nuts and bolts of the organization, Gary. Comfort control 24 hours a day. Yeah. Listen to a lot of music. Uh, I don't want to say this out loud, but watch a lot of movies on my phone. You know. (laughs) Listen to some sports. Listen to a lot of sports. Yeah. Made some money. So it's all good. Uh, The uh, Eminem Cartage hotline I mentioned was open, 384-1450. Thornton's text line is open as well. Get your text into the show at 502-414-1450. You're looking for an icy cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction. Right now, all 32-ounce fountain drinks or smaller are 89 cents. You heard that right, 89 cents. Come in today, grab a fountain drink from Thornton's, and hit me up on the Thornton's text line at 502-414-1450. The Denny Crum Memorial tonight at uh, the Yum Center. Visitation is at Southeast Christian Church on Blankenbaker. I think it's going on right now. But uh, if you want to come tonight to the Yum Center, there are still a few limited tickets available. I don't know how many they made available to begin with, but they had to add to it. So a big crowd expected tonight at the Yum Center to pay their final respects to uh, you know one of the best in the business. And as Gary and I were talking about before the show, a nice man. 
Nobody's ever said a bad word about Denny Crum. You had interactions with Denny Crum, Gary, right? Were, were they ever bad? No, I was had interactions with him um, at the beginning of his career when I was working at one radio station. And then uh, toward the end of his coaching career, uh, he always uh, went by my desk and somebody gave me a garfish and I had it. Uh, you know, a stuffed one on top of my desk, and he always used to stop and look and go, oh, it's a gar. He loved fishing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Montana, Idaho, he'd go Alaska. He'd go anywhere to go fishing. Oh, yeah. Um, but great basketball coach, two-time NCAA champion, put Louisville basketball on the map. I think that's fair to say. And anywhere uh, you go, when you'd say you were from Louisville, they always knew of Denny Crum yeah. and Muhammad Ali. No offense to John Dromo or Peck Hickman or anybody before <laughs> Denny Crum, but Denny Crum was Louisville basketball, still is Louisville basketball. Uh, Kenny Payne will speak tonight. Daryl Griffith will speak tonight. Junior Bridgman will speak tonight. Junior Bridgman, uh, one of the most successful businessmen in the city of Louisville right now, um, but he was Denny's first big-time recruit. Remember, Denny Crum had no head coaching experience when he came to Louisville. He was on John Wooden's staff at UCLA, and he decided this is where he wanted to go. And when he got here, he decided this is where he wanted to stay. John Wooden's a good guy to learn from. Yeah, I think so. And he did it for a long time, and he did it well for a long time. And, uh, again, I had interactions with him in media rooms uh, over the years. Could not have been nicer. The best thing about Denny Crum is in the post-game media room, you never had to ask a question. Because he would come in with the stat sheet in his hand, stand up at the podium, and he would talk anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes, depending on the game. And the reporters just stood there, listened, wrote things down back in the day, wrote things down. And eventually, you got to ask a question. If you hung around long enough, he would open up the floor to question. I remember the late, great Rick Majerus at uh, Utah uh, came in for a press conference at, at Old Freedom Hall, and uh, he looked around, and everybody was waiting for him to talk like Denny Crum would, would do. And he just said, you guys don't have any questions? Come on, fire away. What are you doing? Oh, well, we're not used to doing it that way, Coach. Uh, our coach likes to go through the, the stat sheet and the box score and give his opinion on every single player who played that night and uh, and go over play after play. He He had a photogenic memory of plays that worked and plays that didn't work and plays that he thought would work. And um, it, it was unbelievable, incredible. But, again, I will go back to better man than coach. And that's hard to be when you're that good of a coach. The Memorial tonight, 7 o'clock. Uh, I think Ticketmaster might be taking care of the tickets. I'm not 100% sure about that. But there is a link on Louisville Basketball website you can go to. Uh, if you still haven't gotten your tickets and you want to attend the ceremony tonight, it begins at the Yum Center at 7 o'clock. All right, we've got our NBA semifinals, conference finals set. Lakers Nuggets in the West, Celtics Heat in the East. That is the same, those are the same four teams, if you remember, three years ago. 2020, those were the conference finalists in the bubble. Remember the bubble where nobody could leave campus down at Disney World? And uh, all the players got in trouble for getting DoorDash brought in or Uber Eats. I don't think Uber Eats was a thing back then, but they would bring in DoorDash, would be delivered, and they'd get in trouble. Oh, now you're quarantined to your room. You had contact with somebody outside the bubble, the DoorDash driver. The Lakers, by the way, won the title that year. It was 2020. 
And mid-season this year, there was no way the Lakers were going to win the title. By the way, we've got two teams from the play-in portion of the tournament who are now in the semifinals. The Lakers and the Miami Heat. had to, And the Lakers were down 10 in the play-in game. So that's how, thing, how quickly things can change. They've won nine straight home playoff games. And a lot of people believe they are going to beat the Denver Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. Now, the Nuggets are really, really good. And I said this last week, there's no respect on the Nuggets. No respect. But here's the lesson. Don't win most valuable player. Joel Embiid won most valuable player this year. The Sixers will be watching the Eastern Conference Finals from Philadelphia on their television. Nikola Jokic won MVP the last two seasons. The Nuggets struggled in the playoffs, didn't make it to the finals of the, of the conference. Number one seed doesn't mean a whole lot. Ask the Milwaukee Bucks, who won the title two years ago. Two years ago and fired their head coach this year. Had the best record in the East, fired their head coach. What do you do in the playoffs? You are better off not making the playoffs barely like the Bulls. The Bulls were in the play-in game. They're not firing Billy Donovan. They're happy with the job Billy Donovan did. However, the Milwaukee Bucks were the number one overall seed in the Eastern Conference, had the best record in the East, and they fired their coach because expectations are what matter. And the Bucks were expected to compete for the NBA championship. They lost to this Miami Heat team in four games. Throw out the fact that Giannis Antetokounmpo was not available in three of the five games. That doesn't matter. Sorry, coach. Your star player was injured. That's on you. Throw out the fact that the Phoenix Suns didn't have Chris Paul in their series with the Nuggets. They lost at home as the lower-seeded team, not the higher-seeded team, but they lost 125-120 to in game six at home. Monty Williams fired today as head coach of the Phoenix Suns. Now, the argument for firing him is we picked up Kevin Durant. We've got Devin Booker. We've got DeAndre Ayton. We have the talent. We have the pieces in place to win a title. But they lost to the Denver Nuggets, who were the higher seed. They were supposed to beat Phoenix, not according to Vegas. When the playoffs started, Phoenix became the favorite to win the West because they did pick up Kevin Durant. He's not getting any younger, by the way. Chris Paul's not getting any younger. Texture says, John, I think you may have meant photographic memory. Photogenic is people who look better in picture than they do in person. You know what I love? I love to learn. I love when a listener calls me out when I make a verbal mistake. Denny Crum has a photographic memory. I guess that's right. You know what? I'm going to take his word for it. My Sanex education doesn't mean a whole lot when it comes to vocabulary. It really doesn't. Back to basketball. Monty Williams fired today as head coach of the Phoenix Suns. By the way, coach of the year. Don't win MVP, Joel Embiid. 
don't win coach of the year, Monty Williams. Because you're going to get fired. You're not going to make it through. And Mike Budenholzer, head coach of the number one seed in the East, gone. Why? Because your Bucks with an injured superstar, the Greek freak, couldn't beat the eighth-seeded Miami Heat. The other NBA story today is Ja Morant. And I always like to start Monday on a downer, so here we go. Ja Morant was caught on social media again this weekend flashing a handgun. He did the same thing two months ago. He was suspended by the NBA, went to counseling, went to the NBA office face-to-face and apologized to Commissioner Adam Silver, said he was depressed, he needed help, he was going to get help, and the NBA took it easy on John Morant. They believed him. They said, okay, all right, you're, you're saying all the right things. He put out a statement that obviously somebody else had written two months ago that said, I would like to apologize to the fans of Memphis, to my teammates, to my coaches, to the Memphis Grizzly organization. I will do better. I'm apologizing to everybody. I made a poor decision, and it won't happen again. It's two months later. It happened again. And the NBA is going to suspend John Morant for a significant amount of games next season. I don't know what the number is. There are 81 games in a season. Do you suspend them for 20? Do you suspend them for 27, one-third of the season? He's going to get a chunk taken out. And listen, here's a guy who didn't make any of the three All-NBA teams. Had he made an All-NBA team, first team, second team, or third team, he would be eligible for a Supermax contract this offseason he would have made $39 million more million next season than he's going to make. Still making a lot of green. Don't feel sorry for him. But that mistake two months ago cost him almost $40 million. What's this one going to cost him? Because he's going to miss so many games next season that he probably won't be eligible to be on an all-NBA team again which is going to cost him money again. He's 23 years old. He doesn't have life's lessons yet, but he sure is getting them right now. And these kids, 23-year-old kid, you know, you can say all you want. He's got to have somebody around him that, that guides him in the right direction. He doesn't want anybody like that. He's hanging out with his boys. He's hanging out with his dudes. And his dudes, if they tell him what to do and he doesn't like it, I'm not his dude anymore. These people are hangers-on. You know he's paying for everything, right? I'm his buddy from Murray State, man. I I was with Ja back in the day. I'm I'm his close friend. If you're his close friend, you don't video him and put it on Instagram, him holding a gun. Now, it's live Instagram. I get that. So he's driving. His buddy's in the passenger seat. A couple more dudes in the back seat. And his buddy is Instagram live. Hey, look, I'm with Ja and our guys. And we're heading down. We're out on a, on a Saturday night. We're hanging out. 
And all of a sudden, John Morant decides, while he's driving the car, to flash his piece. Flash his gun. What are you doing? The friend immediately pulled the phone down. You could see it in the video. Like, oh, he realized, oh, no. Oh, no. This is live. He took it off as soon as he could. It doesn't matter in this day of social media. It's out there. Somebody screen grabbed it. Somebody has the, the, the uh, entire, entire uh, video. Because people grab it. People are looking for an opportunity. Oh, man, look, look at this. I'm going to save this. John Moran flashed a gun again. Did you see this? And now it's out there. And this is offense number two. When the NBA took it easy on you the first time, minimal suspension, a fine. He got to play the last several games of the regular season and in the playoffs with his team because he apologized, because he went to the NBA office in person to apologize, because he went to therapy, got the help, did all the right things. He was applauded. I applauded him. This is strike two. The NBA office, Adam Silver, feels now like they got hosed. They got taken. Yeah, we believed him. We believed him. He conned us. You know what happens when that when they feel that way? We'll see when this punishment comes down. Because it is not going to be a short one. I'm going to guess 20 games, first 20 games of the regular season. I think it might be more. It depends how angry Adam Silver is. And you can go to the NBA office and apologize again. I'm not sure. Look, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Adam Silver is not going to be fooled twice here. Back to the Suns. With Monty Williams out, who's the next coach? Now, immediately, as soon as Philadelphia lost yesterday to Boston, 112-88, to by the way, yikes. As soon as that happened yesterday, speculation began that Doc Rivers was going to step down from Philadelphia and take over this super team of Booker, Durant, Ayton, Chris Paul, and try to lead them to a title like he did with the Boston Celtics when they had Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce. That was immediate speculation. I've got other speculation. Now, it's Unwarranted speculation. It's wishful thinking. The new owner of the Phoenix Suns is Matt Ishbia. He's a, uh, well, he's a multimillionaire. Obviously, he owns an NBA team. His coach in college, he was a walk-on at Michigan State, Tom Izzo. Tom Izzo, the new head coach of the Phoenix Suns. We'll see. I don't think it's likely. Uh, I haven't heard anybody else say it, but I'm going to say it out loud. Matt Ishbia gives a lot of money to Michigan State. He loves him some Tom Izzo. I can't imagine he doesn't at least call Tom Izzo and say, think about it. Or, if you're not going to do it, give me some names. I'm going to trust you. It felt like this was going to be a done deal if Monty Williams didn't win the title with this team this year. 
when Matt Ishbia took over, Monty Williams, the DeAndre Ayton interaction with the coach, not good. You're gonna, you really don't have an option with Ayton. You got to keep him. If you got to keep him, you got to get rid of Monty Williams, and that's what happened this morning. Texture says, John, I think Ja's very immature, but another concern for him that he doesn't realize is ending up like Antoine Walker. Spent several years paying for his dudes and other hangers on. Then you look in 15 years and you're broke. Yeah, that's what happens to these guys. And again, they don't have life's lessons. He's 23 and he's a multimillionaire. He's not going to listen. And if you tell him, then you're out. If you're his friend and he's paying for everything and you say, Ja, I'm not going out, I'm not hanging out with you anymore. If you're going to carry a gun, you can't do that. You can't brandish a weapon uh, in this day and age. You are too high profile. Let your buddy carry a gun, right? Let your guy who's not in the spotlight carry a gun. And he's going to say, get out of the car if that's how you feel. Because he's 23. And even though he knows nothing, he thinks he knows everything. And this time, it's going to really bite him. All right, let's take a break. I'm well past break time. We'll talk about the other NBA games. Celtics at home on Game 7. It's a different animal. News and notes after the break. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. On Sports, presented by Eminem Cardi, John Spears in studio. Uh, I looked it up during the break. I'm going to use it in a sentence now. John Spears is not very photogenic. So there you go. I'm learning. I like to learn. Uh, welcome back, Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Eminem Cartage hotline open, 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Texter says, if your son's scenario is true... I can't wait for the Izzo nose-to-belly button on Aiton or Durant going full red-ass because he's mad They he thinks they loafed on defense. Yeah, look, he's not going to be – he's not leaving Michigan State. But if he does, if he ever thought about coaching in the NBA, his former walk-on player who's donated millions of dollars to Michigan State is now the owner of the Phoenix Suns. I'm just taking the puzzle pieces and putting them together. Uh, quick news and note, Ohio State-Michigan football has a time slot and a new network this fall. It'll be November 11th at Ohio State, Ohio Stadium, 7.30 p.m. on NBC. I don't like it. Right off the bat, I don't like it. Ohio State-Michigan is supposed to be a standalone game last week of the regular season on ABC. And I know these things change. Networks go, you know, these these colleges and pro teams go wherever the money is. NBC at 7.30 at night, Ohio State, Michigan, that just sounds wrong. Let's go to the M&M Cartage Hotline, bring in our friend David. David, how are you on this Monday? 
Yeah, just fine, John. I, I I agree with what you're saying about that Ohio State uh, Michigan thing that you just game. mentioned. Because like ABC, if you're looking, you know, one of those teams for a playoff spot, especially Ohio State, and even Michigan recently, you had to have that as an ABC type game, standalone you know, we're, game. We're, yeah, nobody else is playing. Yeah, I don't like. Yeah, it. ratings. I mean, that's that's what you got to do in Ohio State for playoff. You know, recognition or playoff spots because you know you figure Michigan the last two years in the playoffs, it had to be yeah, that that yeah. that primetime ABC game. spot. What you had to have that game got them in the playoffs, and usually yes, it did. More more years than not, yep. uh, when it's a fourteen, when, since it's been a fourteen playoff, that game winner was going to get in. That's just the way yeah. it seems seemed to be. Now financially, I understand it. You go yep. to a night game. The uh, ad uh, prices are higher. NBC's going to charge a lot for that game. I get all that, but and look, I guess that I'm peacock thing guy. too. Yeah, you we, think too part of that might be that peacock thing uh, if NBC, something happens. Let's see, NBC, you know, NBC and peacock. And peacock. And I, and I don't have peacock. No, I, got, I don't. No, I got know, peacock. I a, it's intertwined, yeah. and uh, yeah. just like ABC and Hulu is intertwined. Oh, okay, okay. Um, CBS, and I guess CBS and, and Paramount, Paramount Plus, too, right? Yeah, yeah. So you know. Pretty soon, everything's going to be streamed. You're not even going to have networks. It's going to be. I know, and I guess that's where at least the, yeah. the, the you know finding the radio is always the way to, that I can. <laughs> yeah, and I could always find the games. Don't think I don't, I don't appreciate that. Baby. At least I know the radio, and especially with you all, what you all have done with um, you know your company has done with uh, you know the U of L you know things. You know yeah. that's been great. Hey, to listen, have that, cause I, I, pr- I appreciate given, um, you and everybody else finding the radio. Believe me, I appreciate. Oh, that. I know it. I figured I've, I've never given up my radio if I don't have to because it just it just something about it. Especially my my, my spectrum was out in March for a few days oh, that's you know, not when that storm. But the radio the radio saved the day for me. I could say I could tell you that it saved the day for me. March a bad time for that when the I know I know up. right when we had that storm in early March. Ugh. That's how you know. That's how you know. I, I found out how the women's team, and I thought they they were going to win the tournament the way they were playing. But I guess uh, I guess Virginia Tech uh, showed me that they were you know they had a run in them. <laughs> They're pretty yep. good. Virginia Tech's pretty. Yeah. Good. What else but you got, Dave? Talking about Denny Crumb. Yeah. I know that's uh, certainly some. I, I just wonder. I guess memory I've had thinking of real Jock Sutherland. I wonder what it did. Is Doc Sutherland still with us? No, Jock Sutherland pass? has passed away a while back. Oh man, because you know Jock Sutherland would have would have made it down here for the, the event tonight. You know, oh, I guarantee about that, you. Right? Uh, oh, you there, know Jock Sutherland. They're going to be some, probably have a couple stories. Anybody <laughs> that's ever been associated with Louisville basketball uh, and is still with yeah. us will be there tonight. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I wonder anybody nationally that might come in, like Bill Walton or um, uh, Jay Billis or. Or well, maybe I mean, he was on the V Foundation. Maybe he, he was on staff uh, when Walton played at UCLA, yeah. and and Lou Alcindor, Kareem. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. You know, you're gonna. Uh, uh, there's no telling. There's no telling yeah. who shows up tonight, just because of the no, the amount of respect. Try to come in. I'm sure the right. amount of respect that Denny Crum yeah. garnered uh, throughout the years. Oh yeah. You, uh, yeah. Who knows? Dick Vitale, you mentioned yeah. he could show up. Um, yeah. There's, there's Bill just, who knows? The way Bill Walton is, you never know about him. The Grateful Dead and whatever else, right? Yeah, Bill, will, <laughs> Bill will fly on a plane anywhere. He doesn't care. He'll, he'll, he'll go anywhere. Yeah, like his poetry, right? The poetry yeah. of, uh, uh, of uh, Bill Walton, right? Be, if you see a tie-dyed shirt in the crowd tonight, a tall guy, it's probably Bill Walton. 
<laughs> Thank you, David. You know, a lot of people will be dressing that way, yeah. though, right? No, not, not me. Bill Walton, he'll be, he'll be someone you can you can pick out of the crowd, right? Yes. Thank you, David. Appreciate <laughs> the call, as always. Sure thing. Sure thing. Ah, David is a bright spot on this show. I'm a dark spot. David's a bright spot. Uh, but, yeah, 7 o'clock tonight, Yum Center, the Denny, Clum, Denny Crum Memorial. If you uh, don't have a ticket, you can still, I believe, get online. There are a limited number of tickets available, I guess. I mean, I don't know if they're opening up the upper level at the Yum Center, maybe the near the midcourt portion of the upper level. I don't know. They may have to uh, because everybody wants to see. And I, I really, and I, Gary, we talked about it before the, before the show, I wonder what traffic's like on, like on Blankenbaker Lane this morning. Oh, it's got to be awful. Because a lot of people want to just go by Southeast Christian, walk through the line, and pay their respects. And, yep. Uh, I, I imagine it's pretty crowded out there uh, right now. Uh, okay, back to the NBA. Let's go over these games one by one. Friday, Miami beat the Knicks 96-92. Miami wins that, wins that series four games to two. Jimmy Butler, 24 points, eight rebounds. Bam Adebayo had 23-9. Jalen Brunson, 41 for the Knicks. Jalen Brunson is now a number one. He's a number one. Like Jason Tatum with the Celtics, LeBron with the Lakers. He's the number one player on the team, number one option at go-to time. And 41 again. Incredible. The Mavericks let him go last year for a song to the Knicks. Now, the problem the Knicks have is they feel like a second-round exit team every year at best. Sometimes they don't make the playoffs. Sometimes they're out in the first round. Second round seems to be the ceiling for the New York Knicks. As long as they have Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, uh, and that cast and crew. Tom Thibodeau is the coach. There's nothing. The most exciting team in the NBA should be either the Lakers or the Knicks. The Lakers are there sometimes. The Knicks are never there anymore. 1972 was the last NBA title for the New York Knickerbockers. And I think Barrett's good enough to be a 2B player. It's like you need a 1, a 2, and a 3. Barrett's probably a three. Brunson has proven himself to be the one. Julius Randle's not a two. Or maybe Randle's a three and R.J. Barrett's not a two. Somebody needs to get on the phone with Portland and, and get Damian Lillard out of Portland. Period. They're not building around him. He said, I don't want to be here if they're not going to build around me. They're not building around him. Send a couple of young players and a draft pick to Portland and get Damian Lillard. And if you're the Knicks, it makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. I understand they don't have a big man. Mitchell Robinson is their big man. I get that. You don't have to have a big man. Celtics' big man is Robert Williams. They're the favorites now to win the NBA title. They're the favorites. The Heat got Bam out of bio, but he's really a four. He's not a five. He has to play the five a lot. Who the, who's the Lakers center? Anthony Davis? No. He's the four. But he has to play the five. He's going to be the leading rebounder for the Lakers almost every game when he's healthy. You don't have to have a great five, a great scoring five. you got to have a guy that rebounds. you got to have a guy that protects the paint. Robert Williams does that for the Celtics. 
But the Knicks, they're an afterthought anymore. And the winner of this Knicks-Miami series, I saw this today on DraftKings. Percentage to win the Eastern Conference now. Boston, Miami. Miami's, this, actually this was ESPN Stats came up with this number. The Miami Heat have a 3% chance to win the East. Boston has a 97% chance. These are the Eastern Conference Finals. It's not a first-round matchup between a 1 and an 8 seed. Now, it's a Eastern Conference Finals matchup of a 2 and an 8 seed. The Miami Heat, they've been an afterthought all year. And Eric Spolster is a Hall of Fame coach. And here they are. Here they are. Game one is Wednesday in the Boston Garden, the TD Garden, 8.30 on TNT. Boston is a a 7.5-point favorite in game one. Also Friday, the Lakers finished off Golden State 122-101. They won that series four games to two. LeBron had 30 points, nine rebounds, nine assists. Anthony Davis, 17 points, 20 rebounds. The uh, difference maker was Austin Reeves. He had 23. So where do the Warriors go from here? Well, Steph's still Steph. He had 32. Klay Thompson is no longer Game 6 Clay. He's no longer great Klay Thompson. He is, I've had an Achilles tear and a torn ACL, Klay Thompson. That's who he is now. Some nights he's going to shoot well. Some nights he's not. Game 6, he was 3 for 19 from the field. 8 points. And the Lakers had this game from middle of the second quarter on. Do you keep Draymond Green around? I think the, the, the Warriors were done in the preseason when Draymond Green punched Jordan Poole. Punched his teammate at practice. And nobody jumped in. And I think the young guys took Jordan Poole's side. The veterans who'd been around took Draymond Green's side. And that split in the locker room is never a good thing. Never a good thing. Jordan Poole had some comments after the loss on Friday, basically saying, I, I don't want to be here if Draymond's here. This, this is dysfunctional. And the young guys, they had no rotation. They had no rotation. Jonathan Kaminga didn't help. Moody didn't help. Kevon Looney's a great rebounder, but that's all he can do. He can't shoot outside of a layup. Draymond has a gray beard. He looks like Grady from Sanford and Son now. And that's not a compliment. And Clay is no longer big game Clay. Poole, Jordan Poole, what do you do with him? He did not play well in the playoffs. Kaminga didn't play a, a, a minute that mattered in the playoffs. So they're getting a little older, getting a little long in the tooth. Uh. Look, Steph's still Steph. He's great. Difference maker. He did all he could. It just wasn't enough. And the Lakers advance. They will play at Denver Tuesday, tomorrow night, game one, 8.30 ESPN. Denver, five-and-a-half point favorite at home. Uh, By the way, tomorrow's my last show for eight days, nine days. Going to head to Texas. Been talking about it on the air here. You driving to Dallas. Woo-hoo. Just me and the missus. She will have her headphones on. I will have my headphones on Um, for a family wedding. Her family, for the record, not mine. 
so tomorrow will be the last show of the week. I will give you my Eastern and Western Conference champions tomorrow. Lakers versus Denver and the Celtics against the Miami Heat. We'll take a break, come back, talk about that Boston-Philly game from yesterday, the smackdown of Philadelphia. More news and notes, including some Major League Baseball. Brandon Fott with pitched again yesterday for Arizona. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Carty. John Spears in studio. Final segment of the day. Fourth to final segment of the week. <laughs> Head to Texas on Wednesday. Waxahachie. Now, bless you. That is uh, just outside of Dallas. Uh, I am going, uh, the, the highlight of the trip for me, of course, will be spending time with my lovely bride. But the second biggest highlight, <clears throat> choke that one out. Second biggest highlight will be I'm heading to uh, Arlington Sunday to watch the Colorado Rockies and the Texas Rangers at Globe Life Field, a fairly new ballpark. I think it's it, – uh, oh, they played the – during the pandemic, they played the World Series there. Um, so that would have been 2020. So it's about four years old. Um, so looking forward to that. Not looking forward to the drive. Who would be? We're stopping at Little Rock on the way down, spend the night. And stopping in Memphis, I think, on the way back, spending the night. So uh, wish me luck. Hope that my wife doesn't kill me before we get either to Dallas or back from Dallas. Uh, some news and notes here. Jason Day won the Byron Nelson Classic yesterday, shot a 62 on Mother's Day. He had not won on the PGA Tour in five years. So uh, congratulations to Jason Day. We'll see if he can follow it up because the PGA Championship is this week at Oak Hill. Um I'll give you a winner tomorrow. I, John Rahm is the chalk here. He is, he's become the biggest favorite since Tiger Woods was favorite. And I don't mean he's become Tiger Woods because nobody will ever become what Tiger Woods was. Tiger Woods' odds to win those tournaments was like 3-1. to one. It was crazy. Uh, but John Rahm has been the favorite this in the past six months in every tournament he's been in. And I think that will continue at Oak Hill this week. Um, but I hope Jason Day wins. I think it'd be great. Follow up that 62 with a PGA championship. That'd be fantastic. Have you watched Air yet? Gary, you got Prime Video? You got uh, Amazon Prime Video at home? Yes, I do. Air is now on Prime Video, uh, if you have it. Uh, the story of Michael Jordan's recruitment to Nike. Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, I think it's Viola Davis in the role of Michael Jordan's mother. Remember, Mike, you may not remember this. Michael Jordan, I think, was going to sign, and I, I could get this wrong. He was going to sign with a lesser company. I think it was Puma he was going to sign with. Boy, that would have turned yeah. their fortunes around. And his mom convinced him to go out west and meet with uh, Sonny Vaccaro and the people at Nike. And the rest, of course, is history. They decided to make Michael the brand. Air Jordans were invented, and what would this world be like? Air Pumas. Puma, <laughs> Puma Jordans. Is this a movie or it's like a, movie. a miniseries? Yeah, no, no, oh, it's okay. a movie. Yeah, it was in theaters. Um, I, you know, I've heard good things about it, but I'm going to try to get to it tonight. It's going to be tough with the Denny Crumb thing, uh, but I'm going to try to get to it. Uh, I might be tired in here tomorrow, but I think I'm going to try to watch Air tonight. 
and uh, talk about it tomorrow. But Air is on Prime Video now. Tony Burke, uh, I give him credit. He's the one that texted me and said, hey, Air is on Prime Video now. I wouldn't have known. Uh, but he got me. I'll look forward to watching it. Of course, my wife was a, a big Michael Jordan fan. Oh. well, she, So she'll want to watch it, too. Well, you're either Michael or LeBron, Team Michael or Team LeBron. Yeah. So I, I never uh, reveal which team I am. She controls the remote when she's awake. <laughs> uh, so she loved the last dance, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. yeah last dance I thought was great. Um, Kentucky beat Tennessee in baseball yesterday 10 nothing. They won the finale of the three-game set. Tennessee won the first two games. Kentucky is now, uh, according to Baseball America, their 20th in the nation, one spot behind Tennessee, who's 19th. Wake Forest uh, hangs on to the number one spot. But Florida's up there. Vanderbilt's up there. South Carolina. Uh, Arkansas, I think, is number two in the country. So the SEC is loaded, uh, as they usually are in baseball. Kentucky's got a series with South Carolina at home. No, I'm sorry, on the road next weekend. If they can win maybe one of those games, they could be a top 12 seed. And if you're a top 12 seed, you get to host, or top 16 seed, I'm sorry, you get to host a regional or a sub-regional of four teams. Uh, It's very interesting because the Kentucky State Baseball Tournament is supposed to be in Lexington at Kentucky Proud Park the same weekend that Kentucky would be hosting the sub-regional. I think Kentucky would take precedence here. They would have to move the baseball state tournament. But we'll see. Cats are playing well. On the uh, other side of the ledger, the Cards got swept at Virginia this weekend. They're not going to make it. They're flat out not going to make it. Only the top eight go to the ACC tournament. They're not close to that right now. So um, it's I don't even think there's a miracle out there that the Cards could get in. Tough year. They They were preseason top 20. So that doesn't feel good. All right, Major League Baseball. Oh, by the way, before I forget, tomorrow night is the NBA draft lottery. And usually, you know, nobody cares. I don't care. Let's be honest about it. But whoever wins the NBA draft lottery, whoever gets the first pick in the draft is going to get Victor Wembayama, the seven foot three ball handling sensation. And so this is a big deal tomorrow night. NBA tonight is on at 7. The draft lottery is at 8 on ESPN, and then it's Lakers-Nuggets at 8.30. Uh, The Rockets have the biggest chance, have the highest percentage chance to get the pick for their uh, bingo ball to come out of the shoot at the right time. But uh, we'll see what happens there. That is uh, very interesting tomorrow night. All right, to baseball. Brandon Fott, here's the problem I have with Arizona and the Diamondbacks. I've got the MLB extra innings package, so I get all the games. I'm watching the game yesterday. Steve Berthume, who I think does a great job, is the play-by-play announcer. He also has worked, as you might know him, as an anchor on uh, SportsCenter. But he and Bob Brindley call the games for Bally Sports um, Arizona. He keeps calling him Brandon Fought, like I fought the law and the law won. It's Fought. Come on, man. This guy's on your team. You're not the visiting announcer. You're the Arizona Diamondbacks announcer. It's not Brandon Fought. It's Brandon Fought. <sighs> My blood pressure's going up just talking about this. So the former Trinity High School pitcher, former Bellarmine University star, 
Uh, went five innings yesterday, no decision, one hit. It was a Michael Conforto home run. It was the only earned run, only run he gave up, only earned run he gave up. Walked three, struck out five, his third start for the Diamondbacks. And uh, congratulations, I think, to Brandon Fott, who pitched very well yesterday. Uh, Brian's got to be ecstatic. Brian Fott, his dad, listens to the show a lot, and uh, he's got to be on cloud nine right now. Uh, I, know, I talked to Tony, who's friends with the family. He had, he's texted Brian back and forth. and <laughs> He said, it's, I'm going to have Brian on the show. But he said it's nerve-wracking to watch his son on TV pitching. He went to the first game, which was in Texas. That was his major league debut. Uh, now he's pitched two home games, and Brian and his, and his wife have had to watch him on TV. And that, it's got to be excruciating. But uh, good, good performance from Brandon yesterday. Um, hopefully he just keeps it going because he definitely has the tools. All right. Uh, how much time do I have for baseball or Celtics? What do I pick here? All right, Celtics beat Philly 112-88 yesterday. They win the series four games to three after being down three games to two. The Sixers blew it in game six. Let's be honest, Jason Tatum was terrible the first three and a half quarters, and he beat the Sixers by himself in the last five minutes. And this is a stat that people haven't talked about enough. Five minutes to go in that game. Joel Embiid in the last five minutes got zero shots. He got very few touches. He's the MVP. If you're Doc Rivers, you tell your guys, get the ball to that guy. He's the most valuable player of the league. In the last five minutes of game six, he didn't get a shot. He didn't get a touch, a chance to make something happen. And yesterday, 33-10 to 10 in the third quarter. 33-10. to 10. It's hard in the NBA to score 10 points in a quarter. You almost have to be missing on purpose. And I know the Sixers weren't missing on purpose, but that was an awful performance in the third quarter yesterday. Jason Tatum carried over his last five minutes of Game 6 into Game 7. He had 51 points, 13 rebounds, 5 assists. Um, I was calling. I'm a Celtic fan, and I said this Friday. I was yelling at the TV Thursday night to get Tatum out of the game. He's killing us. He stuck it in my face at the end of game six, and he continued that yesterday. Jalen Brown had a 25, Malcolm Brogdon 12 off the bench. Embiid had 15 yesterday. Tyrese Maxey 17. Tobias Harris had 19. James Harden, um, his postseason career – has not been good, and it continued. And I don't know if he'll be back with the Sixers next year. He's He can opt in at $36 million, or he can opt out and become a, a, a total free agent, sign with anybody for any amount of money. He wants a longer-term contract. If I'm the Sixers, I don't know if I give it to him. And is the process now dead? I felt good as a Celtic fan before game six when Joel Embiid was coming down the tunnel and his shirt had was had the process on it. Because the process has never worked in Philadelphia. When they were bad, oh, it's a process. Just a process. We'll get the guys in here we need. Well, you got them. You got Embiid, MVP. You got James Harden. You got Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris. Pretty good rotation off the bench. I don't know where Doc Rivers is going to be coaching next year. Maybe Phoenix. I don't think it's going to be Philadelphia. 
he was asked after the game, do you expect to be back? And he said, yeah, I've, i got two years left on my contract. Sure do. We'll see. Um, not a good year for Philadelphia. The Eagles lost in the Super Bowl. Now you got to the Super Bowl. That's great. The Phillies lost in the World Series. Hey, you got to the World Series. Okay. And now the Sixers lose in the Eastern Conference semis when they had a 3-2 lead playing at home in Game 6. Could not finish it off. Baseball MLB power rankings are out. Tampa Bay is still number one. The Braves are two. Dodgers three. Four? I I give you five guesses. You're not going to get it. Baltimore Orioles. They're good. Texas Rangers are fifth, followed by the Blue Jays. Blue Jays are my sleeper here. They swept the Braves this weekend. They are good. They are really good. Uh, Seven is Milwaukee. That's a bad division. Eight, the Yankees. I don't understand that one. Nine is Minnesota. And ten, the Houston Astros. Those are your MLB top ten. Dodgers swept the Padres this weekend. You know, they lost game one to San Diego in San Diego last weekend. And they put a meme up on the San Diego scoreboard of, of uh, Clayton Kershaw crying. The Dodgers won the next five games against San Diego. They won five out of six in the last week and a half against the Padres. Reds are in Colorado tonight. They beat Marlins two out of three. Hunter Green will pitch in the uh, rarefied air of Colorado tonight against Connor Siebold. We'll report on that tomorrow. Um, final show before my vacation tomorrow. I'll see you then. Thanks for listening. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Act.